wish you knew more stuff. Wish you were more helpful around the house or had an understanding of something that people are talking about at a party. Don't worry, you're not alone. That's why we have enlisted Skillshare to help you out. That's right, Skillshare is a proud sponsor of the A7FL and the A7FL's three-on-one podcast. We want you to get in on the good stuff now. So go to the link right below in the description or wherever you're watching this or go to a7fl.tv slash podcast. Click the Skillshare link and you get a free 30-day trial because you are a fan of the A7FL. So do the thing. Head on over right now to a7fl.tv slash podcast or click right in the description below if you're watching us on YouTube or if you're listening to the podcast right now. Do the thing. Click the link in the info below and sign up now. Do 30 days free because of us here at the A7FL. Well, because because we love you. We want you to have cool stuff. And now back to this piece of A7FL content, more than likely showing my face. Welcome to the self-proclaimed second best podcast of the A7FL. This is the other side of the ball. I am the host of this show, Casey Cox. Alongside me, it is the two hosts, co-hosts as always, Double D, Derek Duncan, and Chris Vera. How are you gentlemen doing tonight? What up? I am fine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just here so I don't get fined. (laughs) Just here so don't get fined. There you go. Uh, no, I'm, nah. I'm, I'm just here as usual. Yeah, things are good. Weather's nice outside. Getting a little windy. I'm watching the uh, news. Looks like we got some weather coming. Yeah, we do. It's it's actually a little chilly outside right now. So, <laughs> but so tonight, gentlemen, I think uh, one of the biggest things that I think we would like to touch on would be the way the jamboree turned out and how that played out this past weekend. Um, I thought it was amazing the way it went. Um, I thought there was some surprises in there, maybe to some, but not to others. Um, the Insomniacs coming out on top at the end of the day with a 37-point differential, I believe it was. Yeah, I think that's about right. Uh, yeah, I mean, overall, I don't know that it was a surprise to anyone who's been following what's been happening with the teams and who's who's gone to where that the Insomniacs were, were the better team out there that day. They going into the weekend, you know, are one of the four teams that we say, you know, in my mind have a chance to win the division. You know, I believe yeah. all of our teams are going to be competitive, but I think there's four teams that have a chance to win the division right now. And that is force insomniacs, sick with it, kryptonite. And, not mentioned in that is the pit boss because we still don't know what or who they are going to be. We're going to find out this Sunday for sure, but we, we still don't know what or who they're going to be. So uh, those are the four that I think have a real good chance. Everybody's really got a chance because everyone's going to be competitive, but you know, the hunters are, they're not, they're a little bit in flux. Don't know what they're going to be. They looked good out on Jamboree, but, you know, they were on the lower tier as far as scoring and defense was concerned. OTT, similar situation. We know who they are. We know what they're going to be. They've got a ton of talent, and they just need to get it figured out and understand how to play our version of this game, and then they will be, you know, one of the top-tier teams. But until until it happens, 
and, yeah, same for the gold. I mean, the, all three, all three of those teams are, are right there. They just need to understand the game. There's basic things that aren't occurring to them as far as setups and other things that are happening. And they lose because of that period. So I didn't see you mention the hunters. I did mention the hunters. I, oh, I mentioned that, that they're, uh, they're in, in flux. You know, they recently lost uh, K Uno and his brother. They both moved away. Uh, so, uh, and, and then K Uno wasn't going to be, I understand on that team anyway. And then maybe he was again, and then now he's gone for sure. So I, I don't know. I don't know what they have and what they have going on. They looked their quarterback. They had in there on Sunday. Didn't get his name. Looked good. Looked like they certainly can do some things, but I just don't know what it's going to be until I see it. So. Well, that seems to be an ongoing theme. <clears throat> we don't know what a few of these teams are going to look like in reality, uh, other than what we saw out of the Insomniacs and, and the guys that were there. But like you said, out of the top three teams, four teams, we saw question marks. So, I mean, for me, the Jamboree was cool, and it went pretty good, minus the rain, me still being sick, the whole nine. But outside of that, outside of that, it was good, but... I still had the question marks of we didn't have, we still haven't seen the force in full force. We haven't seen um, sick with it. So those are two huge question marks. Now I'm not saying they're going to be a bad, they're, either one of them are going to be bad teams. <clears throat> I'm just saying we think that those are two of our top three, four teams. Haven't seen them. Don't know what to expect. Right, except for having faith in what you understand about them. Exactly. And I believe, no. I believe on our phone right now is Mark Gray. Was that right? Or was that James that just came? Okay, it's Mark. That's what I thought. Mark Gray, coach, GM, operator of the newest team in the A7FL. Sick with it on the line with us today to talk about uh, this coming season and what he saw at Jamboree, if anything. Welcome to the podcast, man. Hey, I appreciate it. Appreciate you, Derek. Appreciate the league uh, giving us the opportunity and see what we can do. And, and Mark, have you ever heard Chris and Casey's voice? Uh, I, I, are you familiar with who, who's who? No. Gentlemen, I introduce am. yourselves. Hey there, Mark. I am Casey Cox. I am the host of the show and also play-by-play -play for the spring. All right. Nice to virtually meet you. What's up, Mark? You and I have crossed paths many a times playing in the flag league, but seriously doubt you'll know who I am until I see you on Sunday. <laughs> and, and, and that's, was, those, that's... was those paths good or bad? <laughs> that was never a bad thing, man. I always watch you guys play. I remember when you came into the league and – I know that you had a couple of my players, my ex-players playing, running with you. So that was a good thing. I got you. We'll see. So, there's already some connectivity here. So, Mark, yeah. did you did you get to lay eyes on uh, Jamboree? Did, did you see anything at all? No. All right. 
not that I not not that I uh, couldn't have watched it or anything like that at all. Don't get me wrong. I just chose not to. No, no sweat. All right, so we will we will skip the jamboree conversation and table that for for later and ask you how are things going with your team and team development. Uh, pretty good. So first, I'll, I'll I'll answer to the interesting part that I heard there in the echo. Uh, so the reason being on why I didn't have uh, my eyes on the jamboree um, or anything like that, just because I just. I kind of related to spades. You know, everybody's not going to show you their full book. So what's the point of me watching the Jamboree? Um, with this being a new constructed team, although some players have played in the league already, um, I spent time focusing on getting them ready and prepared uh, mentally, physically, um, and giving the ingredients that what they need to be able to be successful, um, bearing that we do what we're supposed to do in between the gridiron. All right. Well, sounds to me like you, you like some other uh, high-level teams in our league and in our division specifically are taking the very ultra-professional approach and having your est together. And I like to hear that. My preference is a team that approaches things that way. So you you have a really good understanding of who you are and where you're headed. Otherwise, you know, it's it's a bunch of guys coming together and have some fun. And you know, those teams fare well sometimes as well, but. When the t- when the mm. times get tough, those teams traditionally fall apart. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Uh, you know, my goal is to be here for a while. Um, you know, God willing. So, um, you know, I did hear you know obviously about all the movement, and I think it was Ryan last night when I did chime into the call last night. I mentioned that you know some guys just need to learn how to stick and stay through the good and the bad. Uh, no matter what. So um, for me, it's just about setting that particular stage. Like, I, you know, if you're here, you're here. Um, you got to learn how to accept your losses just like you do your winning. So that's how I've always ran my, you know, flag teams, um, which historically is why we've had so much success, you know, on that side of the ball. Um, so my goal is to do the same thing on this side of the ball, um, just in a different format. So, you know, again, the mindset is, you know, obviously you want to win every single game. That's what you go into it. But uh, any given Sunday, somebody can take that L. So, Mark, how many of your, your guys on your squad have played in the A7 before? Um, I have about, I'd say about 50%. That's not bad. Uh, that's so a, got, that's a great mix. Yeah, that yeah. is great. Yeah, it's a, very great. So you got 50% of your guys are going to be ready to go. The other 50% aren't going to know exactly what's coming. I'm sure to a default, sure yes, have, and to a yeah. default, no. I mean, uh, you know, obviously, you know, I've sat down with guys um, that are kind of new to this, not new to football in general. I mean, they played, you know, semi-pro. They played... Um, you know, college ball, stuff like that before. So they get the gist of it. Um, but I did sit down, guys, you know, kind of had a conversation with them, showed them some videos from fall brawl from the previous season. Um, not necessarily just on the West Coast, but I showed them who the top dogs are. Um, so, again, trying to set a mindset that you got to swallow two pills. Um, that's wins and losses. 
how you bounce back from the loss is going to how you can get more wins. Uh, but ultimately, uh, in order for the ship to land how I envision it to land, um, you got to be prepared for everything and everything, no matter how you look at it. So uh, just trying to get the guys to see visually, you know, what the game is about, um, ask the questions and things like that. I thought that was highly important, not only for the players, but even for myself, um, from these guys that have already played before. Um, it's going to make us, you know, have success um, on paper right now. Uh, see if we're going to still do it on the field. Yeah, I think that when I talk to um, more than a few guys that have played in the league for the first time, I think the biggest thing that they said was getting used to the rules was the hardest. Um, <clears throat> just like anything, you know, when we play, when you play uh, high school football or college football, and then you come out and play flag, the rules are the hardest piece to get used to, right? It's not the game. The game's always going to be mm -hmm. the same for the most part. It's just the difference in the, the little, the small differences, the nuances in the rules that you have to kind of get used to. And I think that's the, uh, probably the biggest learning curve for most of the players is, you know, getting used to what's going on. And just like, you know, going from the college to the pros, it's not necessarily always about the um, game flow. Sometimes it's about understanding what it is you're supposed to do, which is part of the rules, right? The rule changes. Right. Um, <clears throat> so I'm just curious about that because I've, you know, having 50% that have played in the, in the league before is obviously a, a, a big, you know, a big piece that's going to be uh, doing a lot of good things for you. But having the other 50% that, that are not, yeah, I've never seen a team like that before. I'm, I'm interested to watch you guys because I think there's going to be uh, some of the guys that haven't played before, just a little bit of hesitation. They're always. Yeah, I mean, that was kryptonite this last fall season. I mean, right. they had the, the exact same makeup, half, half and yep. half. Mm -hmm. yep. And you saw some of their players have hesitancy. Of course. In the early parts. That's why I'm saying it's, it's going to be fun to, to see that again with a little bit of, of nuances and what does it, you know, is it going to cost anything? Um, with kryptonite, mm -hmm. I think it cost them a touchdown at one point just because the, the uh, one of their players wasn't sure um, how he could move forward. So it's just, it, it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch the dynamics. Absolutely. I mean, I 100% agree with you. I think uh, for me, the preparedness for, for these guys, look, I told them, like, we're going to stumble out the gate um, if I'm being transparent with them. Um, due to the fact that what you just mentioned, you know, there's, there are going to be adjustment periods. I mean, you got to adjust to the size of the field. You got to adjust to the rules. You got to adjust to the speed of the game, the length of the game. Um, there's a variety of different things that you're going to have to be able to adjust to. Um, but uh, I, I feel confident in that, you know, almost 50% of guys that are veterans to this um, and their teachings and their conversations uh, that they're having with these guys uh, to get them to understand, you know, um, that learning curve would be a lot faster than what probably is going to be anticipated, um, which hopefully should be pretty successful for us. Yeah, it'll be yeah. interesting from week one to week two. I know you'll see uh, an improvement right away. Mm -hmm. And then as they go throughout, it's, it's interesting to watch that uh, transformation happen. Is there any, have you guys been uh, live hitting in practice or having practice? 
uh, live hitting started with the first practice session. Uh, so, you know, uh, I don't believe you're going to be able to learn and get the feel of the game by playing touch. Um, so I think uh, the only way you're going to be able to get a feel for the game is is making somebody feel it. So um, we've done that. If I had to put it on a curve or a percentage, I'd probably say 75% um, of our practice uh, that we've had um, has been full contact, you know, to a default. You know, we're not blowing guys up or slamming them to the ground or anything right, like that. Right. But, you know, I still want you to feel something. You know, quarterbacks that, you know, need to feel things, uh, you know, players that haven't played uh, in a while need to feel some things. Um, and, uh, again, that's where that veteran presence come in at to kind of teach them those ropes and stuff like that. And, you know, and also gets guys to get those jitters out. You got me. You got me jumpy over here right now. I'm ready to hit. Just listening to you talk about it. <laughs> uh, thank I mean, you, Mark. Derek, that was you did fun. Say it on a, you, you did say it on a on a, on a call, Derek. You, you know, you, I think you and Preston said it on that rules call that we had. It's like you know, either guys are scared, you know, or they're not. So right. So either you 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 you, you want to get hit or you not. We didn't say we didn't say scared. We said they made business decisions. <laughs> You might want to replay that. It's yeah. scared and business decision, but both using that call. Yeah, I, I'm sure I said both, Chris. I, I yeah. look, there, there's just some cats that are not ready to play this brand of football, and it is what it is. And more power to them. Hey, flag is a great sport too. Take nothing away from it. This this is a this is very different. This is even very different than semi pro. Yeah, like it takes a certain kind of dude to understand how this works and to be good at it. And then once they do, Absolutely. it's super safe. If, and when they don't know, it's not safe at all. And that that's, that's the real part of it that needs to be discussed as well. Uh, but I just wanted to real quick say, I believe on our line, we have James from the Insomniacs. Hello. Welcome to the podcast, James. Welcome to the podcast, James. Thank you. So Can you, uh, you get, yeah, I can hear you fine. Uh, can you hear us okay? Yeah. So uh, I'm sure you heard at least uh, the tail end of Mark explaining uh, their live hitting at practice and uh, how they were preparing themselves for this coming season by, and, and without electing to play in Jamboree, uh, with you deciding to play in Jamboree. And obviously, uh, you said it to me in a text, and then right when right, it's over, just, just give me the thousand, bro. It's all over. Uh, what was the deciding factor for you to play in Jamory besides the money? Uh, that was the only reason. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Also, just to get the guys acclimated to, you know, just what a game feel is going to feel like. I mean, you like, you can simulate that stuff in practice, but you're not going to assimilate. Uh, like the problem with practices, you know, they're on your team. So you're like the first thing you're thinking about is you don't want them to get hurt. So you're going to get to other people, you know, you just kind of don't think of it like that. You know, you're just kind of thinking like, all right, cool. You know, we have a, you know, an opponent. Let's, you know, play it like it's a regular game. Right. And that's what, for us, the reason we put Jamboree on is to have that live action, you know, 
scrimmage type setup where you know the man across you isn't your teammate he's a brother but he's not your teammate and as a as a result you can get go in like you would in a game definitely that little bit five ten percent difference makes makes a 30 40 percent difference in the result of a lot of plays so it's just fun to see and uh glad you got to experience it uh I know we've had some discussion about the Jamboree format. I don't know if we want to necessarily get into that on this call. We've got so much to talk about with the building of what, how we got to where we are and what the future looks like. So maybe we say table that for another, for another time, but wanted to get your take on how bringing your team together and then get, and then for Jamboree looked for you uh, since you decided to come on this, this spring. Um, you know, it's just kind of like I just had a reputation of putting together teams, so I was asked, you know, hey, you know, kind of a mutual at the same time saying like, you know, hey, you know, just you wanna you wanna throw a team together, and you know, kind of like at the same time, we're both like, yeah, like we're asking each other, you know, me and Scooter. And then, uh, you know, uh, Dyson wanted to get in on it too. Stevie Dyson, my co, you know, co-GM, co-owner, co-coach, however you want to, you know, say it. Um, so is that the three of you guys kind of putting yourselves in that position? You, Scooter, and Stevie? Yeah, me and Stevie are old and didn't want to get hurt, so. <laughs> okay. Uh I just, and I'm sure Mark's the same way, like not old, but I mean, like, just still the same way. I'm like, ah, you know what? It'd be cool to watch other guys do this and just kind of be a part of it and, you know, run it instead of uh, throwing our bodies out there. You know, I've played flag for almost 30 years. Yeah. And uh, it's a big difference, but, you know, I started playing flag out, you know, A7 kind of reminds me of Sunday night football. Uh, at Sunset Park, you know, just tackle football, you know, you know, however many people you had, like eight, nine, ten, eleven, and uh, those are always some of the funnest times when you're 18 and you can, you know, hit someone and play like a couple hours and go home and not have to worry about it when you wake up the next day too much. Or now, you know, uh, you know, I just work for eight hours and. My body sounds like a glow stick when I get out of bed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's the reason Chris and I are staff members. And <laughs> we're really, really trying to help young men put this thing together and then create a great situation for them because these old bodies can't take it no more. That's for sure. Uh, so, uh, y'all hit 50. Right. So, uh, James, I wanted to get into the uh, t- to both you guys, the, kind of the team building concept. So yours was you three guys kind of came together and you were known for building teams. So did you guys just start, you know, Scooter, okay, we want you to be the, the you know, franchise quarterback, if you will. Let's build a team around that. How, how did that, how'd that part come together? Uh, or, was it, so- or was it like you had eight to ten guys that are like, yo, if, wherever Scooter's going, that's where we're going. We'll build a team around us. Well, you know, like if you guys don't know, Cichlid is one of the oldest teams in Flag, where they've been, they have the most continuity, the most uh, core members, you know. Besides, you know, 
couple other teams that compete with them, but not as, you know, put together as Marcus Adams. Um, and in order for me to kind of get on Mark's level, and I don't even know Mark was playing yet, but like just in general, like uh, one of the next teams that have that has that kind of continuity, that togetherness, that huge core are the the Turtles, TMT Turtles. Mm-hmm. So when you know I talked to Scooter, I was like, "Hey, you wanna you wanna get something going together? He, yeah, you wanna play." Uh, he wanted to play quarterback too, so um, he has a great core of guys that travel and do tournaments, and like, and they do very well. They, you know, they finish in the top five, top three over the last couple of years. You know, when since they first started, uh, and then after that, it just it it was just like uh you know, like an avalanche, you know, you, you get that going and, you know, I'm kind of persuasive when, you know, I talk, you know, about building teams and um, I, within like a couple hours, I mean, we were at 25. So uh, once I uh, talked to Q, he told me uh, Quincy Burt, you know, he was doing our throw off for the kick, for the kickoff, the three on one. Yes. Uh, once I talked to him, he said, Hey, Dyson was talking about putting a team together. So I got with him and it just kind of all came together, you know, where we had an idea of what we wanted on the team and how we wanted to do it. That's great. So uh, basically to recap you, the core is the turtles and then Stevie's guys all came together and that, and then a couple more fill-ins and that's the squad. Um, well, I mean, we were, like I said, we were a lot of flag guys. And so, you know, and then Scooter and them kind of played, a, you know, the fall brawl. But we are we knew we were needed to get some veteran leadership that's played A7 the last two, you know, two seasons. And also that play semi for, you know, guys that don't want to hit. Right. So, um, you know, that's where Tone and Trey and, you know, Wilkerson, uh a lot of those guys that are on the team too. That's that's how we went about getting them. Also, yeah. Um, I mean, we, I don't know if you heard the podcast from last night. Uh, basically, it, you guys have four of what was considered the top five guys in our league on your squad now, based on what what from the spring, right? So well, I mean, yeah, based on that, I mean, um. And I, it didn't just happen. Like it wasn't one of those things that I tried for. No, I, knows, like, I don't. I didn't Mark think that knows, at all. I'm just saying uh, it, you ended up ha- so the guy, all the guys yeah. that won those positions, except for Curtis Jones, yeah. are now on the Insomniacs. And I just thought thought that was very interesting. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, me, me, and you played flag, and then Mark knows. Uh, I like to build my teams inside out, offense and defensive line, and I build out. So if I know I got solid offense and defensive line, you know, I can throw anybody at DB as long as I got pressure because pressure busts pipes. Right. But, you know, that's going to be a little bit different here because now instead of having to just grab the flag and cover, I mean, they're going to have to hit someone or at least get them to the ground. And that's that's not as easy as uh, said is done when you're in your 30s and – you haven't played tackle in a while, and 
Uh, a lot of guys always say uh, in flag, you're lucky we're not wearing pads. Well, now here it is. We're not wearing pads. And you can <laughs> right. <hit yourself. laughs> yeah, right. Mm-hmm. It's especially not easy if you're trying to hit somebody the size of a scooter or a G herd for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, I, I, like trying to go head up with them, I was kind of dumb. You know, you, I would just try and go side and low. But the guys that I worry about are a guy like that guy, Cheetah. That dude's ridiculously fast. And then, uh, you know, even Curtis Jones in the open field to try and tackle that guy. Like, me, I know I won't get, like, if I were to play, I know I wouldn't get embarrassed by getting ran over. I'd get more embarrassed by getting juked. So that that would be my only worry if I was playing. <laughs> right. So, uh, Mark, a similar question for you in the uh, build-out and structure. How did, how did it all come together? I mean, James just kind of broke it down on what his opinions were of sick and how you guys have all this continuity from, from, from years and years and years is your team comprised of those guys. And then some, some added a seven guys. Yeah. I mean, I was minding my business on a Sunday. I'll tell you all that, uh, trying to play (laughs) flag football and dominate these young guys. So, uh, and then I got tapped on the shoulder about playing because, you know, I, you know, to James' point, I mean, I've been playing a while. Me and James played against each other. We played with each other. Um, but I still like giving these young dudes the business, you know, from the quarterback standpoint. Uh, trying to hold on for all the guys. So. <laughs> I actually played against Mark his first season out here. He They had him at defensive line. And then he went to quarterback yep. the next season. Yep. And oh, never, uh, never looked back. On that team. You were on that team, Derek, when we played Camden in the championship. Mark was okay. the D-line guy. Yep. So those were, them it, was the days. Those were the days, exactly. Yeah. You know, where you had true rivalries and stuff like that. So, um, But I just do it now for me. Is just, I just do it for fun. But, you know, I, I know a lot of the guys around the city from Flag, obviously, and I know a lot of them play, you know, different levels of football, whether it's, you know, the um, – you know, indoor leagues, um, you know, to, you know, the semi-pros and et cetera. And, you know, a couple of them came to me and was like, man, you should quarterback. And I was like, dude, I'm not doing that. I've been there, done that. I've had my semi-pro days, you know, I've, I've done all that stuff. And to James point, you know what I mean? It's the body doesn't w- wake up the same way uh, like it used to. So, um, but you know, your mind tells you otherwise, right? So, you know, part of me was like, yeah, fuck, I'll do it. And like, if I got a wall in front of me, I, you know, I'm not worried about the arm. It's there. Um, but, uh, you know, I start, you know, surveying around and, you know, the same thing like James, I, you know, I build from the inside out. So, you know, you, you try to get your meat and potatoes first and, you know, all your, uh, all the cart stuff, you know, you can plug and play that those particular parts. Um, you know, so kind of did the same thing. And, you know, as I built this thing out and, the word got out that, you know, oh, Mark's putting a sick with an A7. I mean, my phone was blowing up. Can I get in? Can I get in? And I think it just comes from how I run my flag teams and the organization, the build out, the no nonsense, the accountability and the respect. You know what I mean? It just kind of snowballed from that standpoint. Yeah. Let me tell you, gentlemen, to the both of you, I couldn't be more excited. I- having both of you and both your pedigree come to a seven just tells me that 
number one, we built something as a whole, as a league, in, in, a, in a way that enticed you structured gentlemen to the point where you wanted to jump in with us. So I, I appreciate you bringing your talents to us. And I cannot wait. To, I mean, the league picked the game of the week. Let me just put that out there. <laughs> Not that this billing coming this Sunday wouldn't have been amazing if the pit bosses had come back with the same kind of traction they had as the fall ended. I understand why the league picked what they did, but this game, this is the one that I've got circled. This is it, like, you know, the unstoppable force versus the immu immovable object, no pun intended. And I, I am super excited to see how that's all going to come together. And I love the camaraderie between you guys already, knowing that your team's going to take on that same personality. We're going to have a fucking fantastic game. I love you know it. We're gonna do. I, I just want to cut through the chase and ask you guys right now, unequivocally, Who's got the better team? I mean, I couldn't tell you. They won. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know who Mark has on the team, you know? And I just, you know, it doesn't matter what you have on paper. It's what you do on Sunday. You know, you can, you, you can, you can put together the best team, but if it doesn't all come together and nobody, you know, believes in the system and, everybody's fighting, you know, fighting yet to, you know, they want to shine and do their own thing and not become a team. It makes for a bad recipe and, you know, it turns into a, you know, a butt whooping if you, if your team is ready mentally and ready to play. Yeah. That's political that's answer. I like and Mark, <laughs> I have all the respect yeah. for Mark, for Mark, you know, uh, He's beating me. I've beaten him. And, you know, this is back when I played quarterback. And it just, mm -hmm. you know, as, as we got older, it, it wasn't even about when it was about, hey, man, how are you doing? How's the family doing? How's everything going? Uh, yep. And now, you know, you know, the, what the, the thing is, the trick is on you guys. You know, me and Marcus going to play, uh, you know, paper, rock, scissors in the middle of the field for the game and let you guys see us on week two. <laughs> straight up oh my goodness i i almost wilted into my chair just listening to that i'm like oh my god what am i gonna do for two and a half more hours it's gonna be the best it's gonna be the best 201 out of 300 right rock paper scissors right i like it yeah first, first person to 201 what you guys don't understand is Mark has an OnlyFans, and that's all we're going to be doing for it, is just playing paper, rock, sister in the middle of a football field. That's it. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure that is the first OnlyFans reference on our podcast in 28 episodes. So thank you very much, James. Thank you. Yes. Hey, anything uh, can happen. Right. <laughs> Apparently. Wow. And, and get paid for it. Hey, with a, we, with this, a subscription. Isn't, this isn't a televised game, is it? It, well, all of our games are televised. Well, we mentioned, you know, only our fans only. Um, you know, I'm, I'm wondering what that, what are you guys going to be wearing for that rock paper? Oh challenge? boy! Oh no! Oh no! no. It's just a polo. I mean, like you have people selling music on OnlyFans. Right. <laughs> one one guy in a romper, the other in a, in a onesie. 
All right. There you go. <laughs> as 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 my friend Matt Ryan says, let me pull this car back out of the ditch for a minute and get it back on the road. So uh, th- there's a very interesting perspective that you guys have that's something that gets talked about on both of the n- national podcasts quite a bit, and that is the uh, ascension of flag players from from flag to a seven and how what their impact on the league is specifically to uh, one number one flag quarterback in the country, Mark Bagway, who played on the Tampa Bay Nightcrawlers, showed up for them week four or five during the spring season this last year and took a two and three team to the elite eight in, in the national championship uh, quest and narrowly lost uh, their ticket to the final four. And, is all anyone back East can talk about as far as what his impact is going to be back East. Uh, so setting that up, do you, first of all, do you guys know Mark Bagway? Have you played against him? I, I understand that the guys that play on, on the insomniacs uh, went to the finals in the flags worlds this last year. So I imagine you guys are probably going up against him quite frequently. And number two, the flag guys you see in the Vegas divisions that play the national games that are in the national tournaments that do well, are the majority of those guys on your guys' squads now? Um, so I, I don't know who Mark Bagway is or, okay. or anything like that. Um, I don't even know what format, but I mean, if he's a number one flag quarterback, he must play five men or four men, nine to eight men, um, which is where you get all your physicality from when you do go to tournaments for flag. Um, but, you know, to answer your question, um, most flag, I, I, I think the misconception about flag and flag players are they think that they just only came from playing flag, like they put on their shoes, you know, woke up in the morning, put on their shoes and say, I'm just going to play flag. I never played anything else. Most of these guys that play flag and, and James can attest to this. They play ball somewhere uh, for the most part. I mean, do you got your street athletes? Absolutely. Um, but for the most part, um, the flag leagues have a great amount of talent that's played some ball somewhere, whether that's D1, D2, they play some arena, they play semi-pro, um, et cetera. So, um, I can't speak for James. I can speak for myself. Um, as Bone Crusher said, none of my guys are never scared. Um, I didn't go to them to come to come play this. They came to me. So if you make that initial conversation and call to say you want to play this, it means your nuts must be hanging low and you're ready to go. Oh. So, um, you know, to that point, um, you know, flag guys, it's just an equipment. Um, at the end of the day, you still got to play football. Um, and I've seen some guys mix it up with the toughest guys out there in the flag league that, again, that are flag junkies, football junkies, whatever you want to call them, played every single format. They just play flag because they're trying to get additional cardio or additional work. Mark Cooper's one of them. Yeah, I understand that. So, but, uh, but as far as uh, like guys that are in the upper echelon of flag in Vegas that you guys know travel, are, are there some guys that are still out there that haven't stepped into the A7 world or, or have they all crossed over now at this point? No, there's still some that are in the flag world because 
that fear factor still there. They're worried about injuries. They're worried about getting hurt. Um, they still don't under just understand the gist of it. Um, you know, obviously, you know, either they're not coming to the games and not supporting it. They're not watching the videos. Um, or they just think it's short-term hype. It's going to be here for a little bit and fade away. And that's just from my own perspective, from hearing from people that, you know, oh, man, you are you got sick with it in the A7? Man, how are they going to do that? Aren't your players scared? Or aren't they going to get hurt? They're going to miss work? And you don't understand what's going on. It's, it's not something where it's, you know, barbaric. It's the same thing you played in the front yard in your neighborhood or at a local school where you threw up the ball in the air, somebody caught it and you tackled them. Uh, the only difference is it's grown men. Instruction. Um, I would like to, you know, I am probably the epitome of a, a career flag guy. Like I, I didn't go to college for football and I just played high school. Um, but all my guys went to college like Mark said, uh, played college football, played semi-pro, play, uh, you know, arena, um, or they're coaching high school now. You know, I have a lot of football IQ that is on that team. Um, um, I, I don't know why everybody likes to bash flag. You know, I mean, it, it's kind of funny because I think the transition is easier for the flag guys to play an A7 tackle than it is for the semi-pro guys to come and play flag. Um, oh, definitely. All the, all the semi-pro guys come out and get whooped, and and not not for the fact that they're uh, not any good. It's just you know me and Mark and a lot of guys are used to eight-man, uh, you know, concepts. Where a semi-pro, unless you're playing eight-man semi-pro, are a lot back in the day were a lot of eleven-man concepts. So you know you have a lot more help in different positions on defense and you have a lot more receivers to, you know, and, um, you know, a little bit different structure. You're able to run the ball a lot, a little bit better than, you know, than you do in flag where, you know, you can run the ball in flag, but it's not, you know, you're not going to play a whole hour of running the ball. Um, yeah. They're, they're sneaking in every now and then. I've heard of Mark Bagway. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a five and four man quarterback, but, I know me and you kind of uh, disagreed on this, but I don't. I don't care if it's flag, tackle, eight man, eleven man, seven man, five man. Football, football. You know, either you know it and you know the concepts, you know the intricacies of you know route running plays, you know throwing the ball. You know, it's it's football at the end of the day. So the only thing different in a seven is you're going to get smacked. The only thing different in semi-pro is you're going to get smacked. Eight-man. Even though it's semi-contact, you can get smacked blocking. The only difference is, you know, four or five-man are usually non-contact, but now they've made five-man contact. So um, it's not the same type of contact, and that's the stuff that you'll have to get adjusted to for A7. But at the end of the day, I mean, you got football IQ, you know – how to run offenses, defenses, um, and you know concepts. I mean, you know, we can you can call us flag guys all you want, but you know, at the end of the day, it's going to be whoever's got the best football mind and the best football, you know, um, who executes football the best. 
And, and my outlook on it is very different when we talk about flag guys. I'm looking at flag guys in Las Vegas as guys that once we get their attention as well, we get them over here, then Vegas can be what Vegas really should be as far as A7 is as Vegas as a representative on a national level. Yes, we got some great guys in here now. This this spring is going to be absolutely bonkers. But there's a good 20, 30 guys that I know that are out there that I remember seeing in the last year or two when, when I would pop over and see them that I haven't heard have come over yet. And I'm just curious, like, what if that's the, that would ever happen or if this is this is where we're going to be and this will be the best we have to offer in that regard. It's just fun to consider and – as I'm, you know, meditating on this and playing chess in my mind and saying how it's going to go. I'm like, uh, am I going to be able to recruit from UNLV after the guys don't make NFL practice squads and don't get picked up by the Nighthawks here locally? Uh, am I going to be able to get at that roster? And will those guys see our league as a strong enough stepping stone for them to stay sharp and potentially get a look when we know guys like Mike Tomlin now are watching our league on a regular basis? Like those types of things as they happen, like, man, this is great. I love this. And Snoop wants to be the commissioner of our league. The amount of eyes that's going to be on our league when that happens. Like, I love it. I don't think flag players coming over is a bad thing for us. I think it's the best thing for us. So that's where that's where my, my mindset is. Back East, who knows what those guys are thinking. But they don't play flag back East like we do out here, I guess, is, is, I guess is probably what's going on. Well, I mean, they do play. I mean, they Florida do. is a hotbed for – for flag and uh right you know one of the better teams in the name like will franklin who's you guys is one of your guys' reps that dude was on uh one of the best teams in the nation back in the day the georgia united he was quarterback united. yeah he can spin it so well well he's a he's a former baseball player so he, he can throw that that, that ball uh, but i Quick mean way to send him home though <laughs> <laughs> Love no. Wait, Mark. A, a well, lot of well, no. A lot of Vegas. <laughs> yeah, a couple of them. He still oh, right? <laughs> oh yeah. But uh, the, the the thing about it too is like people don't realize Vegas is very small. You know, like Vegas. When you say you don't say Nevada, you say Vegas. I mean, right. Even a tiny city where you got Texas, Florida, California. I mean, you got so much talent they can recruit from where, mm-hmm. you know, we get talent that moves here and the talent that's homegrown, it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's nowhere near like a tenth of what it is in Texas. Like our whole in Texas, their, their, their high school stadiums are all Sam Boyd. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but okay. So let me ask you this real quick. This is one of the things I like to think about. So why is it that? Why do you think it is that Vegas every year has three or four teams in high school, in or right around the top twenty-five in the country, with our little three million town? I mean. You know, Vegas has been very underrated when it's come to its talent. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is we're just small, you know, so we're we're like that, uh, you know, we're the, the, the little brother, you know what I'm saying? We, we got to prove ourselves all the time. 
And, you know, people don't realize that we, we have a ton of talent here. And, you know, that's why you see a lot of our homegrown people leave because UNLV doesn't realize that half the time. You know, I think that's going to change. Let's, but James, let's, let's call it what it is. We're the redheaded stepchildren. And we have been yeah. for years. Um, yeah, well, I mean, and when it comes to that type I'm, of stuff, you've got to go out and take, not ask for it, but take it. <laughs> and I agree with, with what, what you said, you know, not even UNLV, and, and maybe that is going to change, but I've seen a lot of good players from Vegas go to other colleges because UNLV didn't even come knocking at the door. Um, even, at the, right there. even at the end of the day, if they're a top 10 athlete, I don't, I mean, unless you're Alabama and Oregon and stuff like that, no offense to UNLV, like they're going to go there. Like if you're, if you're a top, you know, you're going to go to a top 50 school. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to go to UNLV if you're like the number four quarterback in the nation. Yeah, well, I mean, but just until this last year, the, even the three-star recruits weren't staying home, right? They were going anywhere they could yeah. go besides besides UNLV. I think that's changing, but it's definitely going to change. I mean, for UNLV, I just think that UNLV has been bad for so long, um, and have bad people running those particular programs where they weren't invested in seeing the talent at Las Vegas high schools. You got to get out and see these kids that are at the high schools um, to see where the talent's at. So when you don't invest in time going out and seeing the talent that's out there, you know what are they supposed to do? They're going to go seek it, you know, other opportunities, other colleges. I mean, you know, that's why Dixie got so much of Vegas kids a lot of times because UNLV didn't want them. They didn't come out and look at them. Didn't come out and support them. So they would go to Dixie College or go up the way to Utah or et cetera, because they didn't want to go away from home too much. Um, but, you know, home wasn't looking at them. Um, but I do think the, the pendulum is going to start swinging here, you know, fairly soon, where they'll be able to capture a lot more talent than what they have done over the course of the few, last few years or so. Well, I mean, it, and it also used to be a bad name to go to UNLV, because when I came, yeah. out of, came out of high school, everybody was saying the same thing. Nobody wanted to stay home and go to UNLV because it stood for you never left Vegas. So mm -hmm. with that being said, you know, hopefully that, that whole thing has. Wish you knew more stuff. Wish you were more helpful around the house or had an understanding of something that people are talking about at a party. Don't worry, you're not alone. That's why we have enlisted Skillshare to help you out. That's right, Skillshare is a proud sponsor of the A7FL and the A7FL's three-on-one podcast. We want you to get in on the good stuff now. So go to the link right below in the description or wherever you're watching this, or go to a7fl.tv slash podcast, click the Skillshare link, and you get a free 30-day trial because you are a fan of the A7FL. So do the thing. Head on over right now to a7fl.tv slash podcast, or click right in the description below if you're watching us on YouTube or if you're listening to the podcast right now, do the thing. Click the link in the info below and sign up now. Do 30 days free because of us here at the A7FL. Well, because, because we love you. We want you to have cool stuff. And now back to this piece of A7FL content, more than likely showing my face. Change, that whole attitude has changed. And I'm seeing, you know, more and more kids that are coming out of uh, high school wanting to stay here because of some of the stuff that UNLV is offering up. So 
I'm hoping that that does change. And I know, you know, we're getting off the the trail again and talking about stuff that has nothing to do with A7. But um, I will bring it back by saying this. One of the things that I did hear you guys say, and I know Derek was asking about talent and bringing talent to the A7 from the flag league. Um, James, I think you said the best. The guys that want to play are going to play. The guys that are afraid mm-hmm. of getting hurt, the guys that are afraid of hitting, the guys that don't want to get hit, those guys aren't coming. They're not going to come play mm-hmm. in, this, in this game because of that fear. Now, could they be talent? Heck yeah. Could they be really good talent? Hell yeah. But if you're afraid of, of hitting or getting hit, yeah, you're not playing in this in this league. Period. Don't care well, what kind of it's edu- Yeah, It's the educational piece to it, too, though, because I can tell you, there's a couple guys on my team that I had approached when, you know, I started diving into this and, and, you know, got the wife's blessing to go forward with it and things like that, that, you know, when I approached them, they was like, no, you got to do that yourself, Derek. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm in. But, uh, (laughs) but, uh, you know, their first, you know, thought was hell no, you know, I ain't playing that. Um, but it, it, you know, it took them seeing a couple of videos and then hearing who was on the roster and, you know, saying, oh, I play with that guy on Sunday. Well, shit, if he's doing it, I'm definitely down to do it and getting a better understanding of what it's all about. Like, you know, these guys don't, don't have a vision in their head of what A7 is. They just hear what they see on Facebook they see what they see, you know, um, when people talking about it, oh, man, do you see, you know, uh, I heard what's your name got, you know, blasted or, you know, or he got stiffed arm all the way to the ground and all this other stuff. But, you know, guys will paint a story a whole lot different than what truly happened. So, you know, guys are just like, oh, damn. Well, yeah, I don't, you know, to James's yeah, point, must, those guys are always talking about, man, if we have pads on, you know, all of a sudden start backpelling at that particular point, but it's the education piece. And um, that marketing video scares a lot of people. And it should. Yeah, I was just going to say, and it should. I mean, that's right. that's just being real. And I love the fact of being stiff-armed to the ground. And like I said, he must have been playing RTC. But um, at the same time, when, when you take a step back and look at this game, you know, I can't wait to see some of these guys out there because – I know some of these guys have legit speed and I've said mm-hmm. it before, you know, you guys were talking about Cheetah earlier. The one that you missed is Savion yep. Cunningham. That, that kid yep. is faster than Cheetah and Cheetah. I don't know for a fact that he's faster. And I told Cheetah after the games on Sunday, I said, I would love to see you guys run against each other just one time because right. <laughs> they did play against each other. Cheetah was in on one of the returns and, and Savion left them. Now, I'm not going to say that that was an even race because even if they were even speed and Savion had the corner and Cheetah was coming from the side, a little bit different. But that's why I told him I would Mm -hmm. love to see the two of them in an even race. I'd like to see who's faster. Man, that sounds like a nice event to put together too. The uh, A7 4x100 relay team. No, it'll be the A7's fastest man. That that too. That's right. You you three are familiar with the A7 game. You know, what is your guys' ranking of your league right now? What what, what do you have ranked? Of our league. division or our, of our league? Like, are you talking about the our top division. 10 we did last night? Well, of our division. I'm not worried about East Coast because 
um, you know, they, they just like in flag, they think they're better in Vegas. So I, I don't even worry about that. Let's talk about Vegas. I mean, I mean, I've got it broke all the way down in my head. If that's what you, if that's what you want to hear, but I, I mean, this is, this is why, you know, we're a seven and this is why you got us on here. All right. Well, so right now in, in my head, it's uh pit boss is eight, uh, gold, Seven OTT six hunters five kryptonite four uh sick three insomniacs two force one what about you Chris what about you KT you, you agree with that you guys are good with that I think what I'll do is the same kind of thing that you did when I asked you who was better between you and sick with it you know there's some really good teams <laughs> out here that we haven't seen play yet and so I reserve my right for that until I see some of these other teams play. And I think that we have a top, I'm going to say top four that are, um, I would say, elevated above the others. And I would go in no specific order, the Insomniacs, Kryptonite, um, the Force, and uh, stick with it. So we'll just leave it at that. I'll leave I, think, Casey. Um, I think right now, if I'm looking at it and I'm trying to predict the way the season ends, I would say Insomniacs 1, Force 2, 6, 3, Kryptonite 4, um, Gold 5. OTT six, hit bosses seven. Hunters eight. Hunters eight. So relatively same, except if you drop the hunters from a higher position to a lower position, me on the bottom, and then you had insomniacs above force at the top. Yes, sir. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't know what Mark has. You know, you hear rumors, and until you're out there playing, you know, I'm not coming on his team. But to tell you right now, on my team, I got dogs on my on my D line, my offensive line, my linebackers. Everybody on my team is a dog, and they're they're ready to eat. Like I have I have players that just are just ready to eat. I know your national broadcast last night. Uh, you know, wondering why Trey isn't playing quarterback, you know. Who's to say Trey may not play quarterback, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that dude right. is, you know, crazy talented, you know. He's an athlete. He the, can play the, multiple positions, so. The the plays that we have for him is, you know, at the end of the day also, you know, this is a long game. It's four quarters. Got to have depth. And then, uh, you know, I don't want to run these guys into the ground too much, and that's why we have we have such a big roster with you know guys that can play multiple positions. Yeah, I mean the the national podcast had you guys ranked above the force, and for all of the reasons you just said, right? So they're they're giving you the respect they think you deserve. I I think th that both 
teams deserved more respect than what they were given on a national level. But at the same time, it's a bullshit list. It doesn't matter until you play the game. So uh, just in my mind, that's how I think and predict think things will work out just because mm-hmm. I like to predict things and hope and like to be right sometimes. And when I'm not, I'm pleasantly surprised as well. So it, it, it's just a fun thing to throw <laughs> out there and do. And I, I like it when the national disrespects us some because it makes me want to focus and even work harder. And if I'm working harder, that bodes well for all of us. So it, it's all good. Also, though, you can ask Mark this. Put a top mm-hmm. 10 list of out there, quarterback, running back, team, people will lose their fucking mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Lose their mind completely. We should start giving everybody Madden rankings. Shit. <laughs> I'm going to deal with all those emails. <laughs> well, uh, I mean the royal we. Derek, I'm not saying I'm not saying me and you. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Derek, yeah. You don't want yeah. your phone to ring as much as it does now, even more. Put out yeah. Madden rankings or top ten rankings. You yeah. will, people will be calling you nonstop. Yeah, you see how fast I did my top eight for the league. I didn't want anybody to be able to write it down. <laughs> exactly you've met the majority of these guys i mean they work hard but they're too lazy to go back and rewind these dudes are making highlight videos what's that i told james i need to borrow one of those quarterbacks Uh-oh. you sound like three quarterbacks yourself what are you talking about What's that? You have three quarterbacks yourself. No, I don't have three quarterbacks. Uh, you got, my main, my you main got quarterback three. had to dip out. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sorry you to have, hear that. Oh, but you have one of the – you have two of the top five quarterbacks in the flag. And I'm you got playing. yourself on the bench. <laughs> I'm not playing. I'm not registered to play. So that's what I'm saying. My other one had to drop out. And then you got Jeremy. Injured. Jeremy's injured? Oh, fuck. No, I thought Jerry was injured. He is injured. Damn, everyone's injured. That sucks. Nothing, yeah. uh, nothing too hard. Oh, boy. Too... Hey, what? So, so Mark, right? we'll see what happens with them. Well, I'm just saying, like, nothing too serious. Like, they're cool. Like, like no, I mean, he got, I think he hyperextended something. I don't, I don't know. I just want to make sure no one's seriously hurt. That's all. Right. No, 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 no. Just some, just, just, you know, roller coaster rides. Just nothing, nothing, nothing that you can't overcome. Take the village. So, Mark, how are you feeling about Sunday with your quarterback uh, situation? I feel the same way. Running the ball a lot. Like, this is, we're, we're good or, regardless. Or I there's going to be a new registration for Mark Ray out there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just got a ding on the app. Mark Gray just registered. <laughs> I feel the so, same way. Quarterback yeah. only. <laughs> Um, 
So uh, let me follow this up, guys. How much of the fall brawl uh, overall weeks of football did you watch? How much How much tape have you seen on what we put together this last fall? Uh, I only watched the championship, and after that, I was in. Yeah, I just watched the championship. That was a pretty good game to watch. If, if you're going to market anything, market that game. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I have been. Uh, and thank you for saying so. Cause that, that was one of the most exciting football games I've ever been a part of in any, in any arena. So I loved it. So would you, have you guys been looking at tape from other teams and watching uh structure of other videos or just that one? Um, I always watch film. <laughs> if it's available, you always watch film. Got you. So you have gone back and watched like old, the force highlights that were on online or games that are on uh, YouTube A seven FL the A seven FL YouTube channel YouTube channel. Easy for me to say. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that. <clears throat> so what are you guys? My question. What are your overall getting... thoughts on these games? I mean, watching some of these games and watching some of the the championship game and and also some of the old uh, force games. Mm. Uh, the reason why I went like I wanted Wilkerson on my team was he single like in my opinion him and Curtis single handedly you know kept that team as good as it was. Mm-hmm. So interesting. You know why yeah. not, why not go after the best? You know. Yeah. I mean, it makes and sense. Then watching, and then after watching that championship, you know, I mean, like I said, I don't know a whole lot of what Mark, just some of the guys that, you know, in flag world, you know, gossip, you hear this and that. Um, he may have other dudes that I've never even heard of, but in in my opinion, from what I watched, my main thing was I went out and got for A7 style football. I focused on, well, Scott, myself, and Dyson. Mostly Scott, because Scott, you know, is around a lot of those people. We wanted to go after Trey. We wanted to go after Tone. We wanted to go after Wilkerson. So, you know, like you said, some of the top four people in our, in your league, you know, I was able to secure. Now, Will it all work out? I'm, you know, I'm hoping so, and I'm pretty sure that will. But, you know, at the end of the day, you still got to play football. So, and, and, and then Gianni falls to you too. Yeah, he got cut. So right. <laughs> Defensive MVP from last spring gets cut. Well, uh, we didn't have a jersey for him on on uh, Sunday. Um, Derek, so he was actually number one. So he actually caused a couple fumbles in that game. Nice. He was playing. He was playing corner. The, the, he is a flat-out beast. He's so slight that you wouldn't think that he can do all the things he does, man. But he is an absolute Swiss Army mm-hmm. knife and one of the one of the best attacking corners I've seen in our league. Yeah. So um, he he was able to drop down to me, or like. Um, and I know him from flag, 
So, and he was he was phenomenal on flags. Um, but, he, but he's different in tackle. Like his game is true. his his game translates better to tackle than it does in flag, in my opinion. I mean, I, I don't think it does translate better either way. I mean, if you're if you're a dog and you're a baller, I mean, you're gonna ball out no matter what. Right, you know? but but I'm saying he he's physical at the point of attack. He's physical yeah. on the break, and it, that helps him a ton in a seven. And then when you're playing flag, if you're not in the right leagues, that 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 can be a detraction. Well, he—I mean, his skill is better suited for a seven, right? But at the end of the day, you know, it doesn't matter what he's playing. You know, I mean, probably non-contact will probably be a detriment to him because he can't let put hands on anybody again. Exactly, you know? right? But like at the end of the day, could he make the adjustment? I'm sure he could. Um, of course, you know, uh, Deion Sanders is a good beat one-on-one. So I mean, it, it happens. So. Um, you know, well, I also got, that was a great pickup. <laughs> yeah, well, I also got you know Munchy, and you know right. my defense is smart. You know, and I I want to hang my hat on my defense because I know offense is going to take not a minute to get settled in, but like you obviously need more playing time, more practice time for your offense to gel more than you do for a defense. Like, right. if you got guys that are smart, know how to play the game, know where to be, and can lead, you know, defense. It, it, you can build a good defense with with good people, and even you could have the best players on offense. You still gonna need that chemistry and that gel. Right. <clears throat> and defensive playbook ten pages, offensive playbook sixty pages. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're playing, oh, that's why the defense is always ahead of the offense. Okay, gotcha. Right. So, guys, how how you much? Know, uh, I'm curious how much uh, back east tape you've seen or game or games you've watched, either just for entertainment value or for breaking down film. Um, I've watched some East Coast games, and like the thing about them is talent wise. You know, they have guys that just flat out beat people one-on-one. You know, they don't look like, like they do anything intricate other than, you know, the three. they, they have an advantage on three-on-one. You know, uh, they have a lot more beef up front than a majority of our Vegas teams. Um, it's not like they do anything special, you know, but the, the, the difference between us and them is they just have a bigger pool of players to bring from than we do. Right. Like, even though we're bringing flag guys, mm-hmm. you still got the flag guys that are horrors that will play three games of flag, a game of A7. And that's, you know, they love that stuff. Right. And our detriment, and not really a detriment, it's just like a disadvantage for us is, um, like I said, they have a, a huge pool of players to choose from. Our pool of players are limited now because there's two flag leagues. Uh, in one flag league, you can play five-man or eight-man. And then the other flag league, you got guys that are coaching their kids that are doing youth. So it's tough for you to try and get some commitments from guys to do Sundays because, you know, it's all packed into one day. Right. Mm-hmm. 
But how does that set you up? Let's say that you guys um, and James, I'm throwing this out there. I'm not saying this is this is the way it'll be, but what if you guys wind up being in that the playoffs and are the representative from uh, Vegas? It, it would seem like you know those guys that you're talking about would be more than happy to make that do that traveling piece. Because um, Derek, correct me if I'm wrong, the winner of the West Coast goes to or our West Division, our division goes to um, what, Ohio. Yeah, so the structure no. is uh, the the West go, goes to Ohio to play. Florida goes to Ohio to play. The DMV goes to Ohio to play. That is the semifinal, which some would call a Final Four. And then the the winners of those two games go to Vegas to play in the championship. Well, it's just one travel. Oh, one travel. For one travel? Vegas, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I mean, if it's that one travel, it seems like those guys would be up to make that trip. Well, Did I mean, I got the... You would think so. <laughs> well, the room's already booked. We're going. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I got I got I got a 22 man Airbnb. There you go. Um, ready to go. We already have the date. We already have the date for it, so we'll put it out there, and you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully, I'll be at full strength. And same with Mark. If he makes it, hopefully, he'll be at full strength. Well, I mean, that's that's kind of what I'm getting at because I mean, if you're representing Vegas from a seven, I would hope that you guys. And this is not a knock. I'm just saying. I would hope that you guys will be able to be at full strength. So that way we're, you know, representing Vegas the best way we can um, and proving to these, these guys on the East coast, what we're made of. But yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mark. I apologize. Yeah, no, you're good. I mean, if I'm speaking for, for sick with it, um, you know, if we're there, you know, for the dance or whatnot, I can tell you 99.9% of the roster would travel. And the only reason why is because when recruiting for this team, that conversation was the first thing that came up is if this train gets to the station, you got to be ready to travel. If you can't, there's no reason for us to talk. That's a great but way you're to say have that 1%. So, I mean, again, you, you just got to address the elephant in the room right out the gate. Right. And that's just from experience from traveling from flag. I mean, I've, I've gone to flag with 10 guys. I'm just doing it naive and just saying, hey, here's a date. This is where we're going. This is the cost. And you get there and you look like, you know, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when his dad left him and he was in the room by himself. So, you know, versus, you know, you get in there and it's a full party because everybody actually committed because you talked about it way ahead of time. Well, Derek, you said you got a, a 22-man Airbnb. I thought they could travel with their full squad. They can. That that just came out in the last week or two. So there's a second one up there that I'm going to go ahead and book. So we've got the two to make sure we've got enough for the team and staff. Nice. Uh, I mean, I want to make that try this time. This is a conversation I have with my team also, where you know the end of the, the end goal is to win the whole thing. So, um, yeah, I would like to tell you a hundred percent that everybody would be traveling, but at the end of the day, everyone has lives, everybody has families, everybody stuff happens. So 
barring any injury and barring any, you know, unforeseen circumstances for my team, I should hope that we all should make it to Ohio. Nice. No, I just, you know, ask the question because yeah. I've heard, I've heard, you know, I've heard the other podcasts. I've, I've listened to some of the guys back East and I've heard their thoughts on, on Vegas and the West coast. And, you know, it's not that I've got any hard feelings about it. I don't, I don't keep my feelings in what's going on, but I want to see, you know, a Vegas squad represent just like the force did, but I would like to see a Vegas squad go much deeper. And I would absolutely talk my shit if Vegas won the championship. So I'm not trying to put anything on you guys by that, by what I want to do by any stretch, because that's not what it's about. It's about playing. But I mean, you know, I kind of put it out there when we we're on, uh, when the guys were talking to us and I said, you know, Vegas is doing some stuff that nobody else has done in the short period of time that we've been around. And we've kind of put ourselves on the map without anybody else's help. And we're ready to, to make that jump. And when we do, are we going to gain that respect? And I was met with a lot of silence. So that's why I'm saying, you know, if that should happen, it's it's really going to be something special and you know we we've got to understand where we're coming from so i see a lot of talent in vegas i know james you said it um mark you said it too we might be a smaller smaller pool of talent that we're talking about than some of these guys but at the same time we're not going up against the texas we're not going up against um places that have huge amounts of talent maybe florida but at the same time, I would put our talent against theirs any day of the week. Yeah, we're unique out here. And and spe- speaking from my position, I'm looking for a team from LA or Vegas to win the championship because I, I am involved in both heavily now. But I, I need the West to have that real good representation. And I didn't want it to happen the way it's happening where the league structured it where the championship will be West versus East. Because I didn't think that was fair for us to just leap ourselves into a championship game. Like we needed to earn our way in. But now that we're here, I'm like, fuck it, let's win this thing and be done with it. And then, oh, <laughs> we, we don't, then we don't earn the respect. We take it. Right. And so see, before we knew the way it was structured, I went on, I think, the national podcast, even at one time on the three on one. And they said, when do you really see Vegas winning it? And I said, the way it was structured then, I could have seen them making it there year two or three and possibly winning it year three or four. Now they've structured it in a way where, why the fuck not? Let's go win this thing year two. Right. <laughs> and I'm on record before the change happened that Vegas would make it to the final four this, this coming season. Now, it's virtually guaranteed now, but it, it, then I was putting my nuts out there saying Vegas will make it to the final four. I think we've got championship pedigree. I thought we had oh, championship yeah. pedigree ne- then. Now we've got more championship pedigree now like oh, all absolutely. the stuff that's happened this last fall season it's i'm ready we ready yeah, we ready absolutely yeah that's it we're ready for it um, that's what you know now we need we flapped our guns they've kind of 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 said what they said and now it's time for us to just go let it all hang out and prove what we what vegas is about and what the west is about so, I mean, I think that it's always going to be a little bit of apprehension from their side because they've been doing it longer. But at the same time, just because you've been doing something longer doesn't mean that you're better at it. 
it just means that you've got teams that have been doing it longer and, you know, they have maybe some, a, lo- a few more nuances to their game than what we have. But how do you know we don't have uh, a situation where we have a team that has a few things that they do really well that might go really or might uh, pit themselves really well against some of those East Coast teams? Um, I mean, look, I watched the the force in the championship game or against, um, man, I'm, Derek, help me out. Who's the, who do they play? BIC. Brothers yeah, when they play BIC, and that first half, garbage. They played horribly. The second half was like the tale of two different teams. And so my question mark is, now that we've got teams that understand what the East Coast brings, are we going to see the better teams emerge? I've said it before on this podcast. I'll say it again. Iron sharpens iron. And I think we have four upper echelon teams that can help all four get better. And I think by uh, maturation, you're going to see the bottom four teams get better as well. So I think we're going to see a, uh, a, a season where like- football is going to be, it's going to be good at the beginning. It's going to be incredible near the end. Yeah, and then I, I have not said this publicly, but I, I think some people already know there will be six teams from Vegas that make our uh, regional playoff. So the Vegas top six will play against, uh, will, will be in the playoffs, and the teams five and six will travel to LA to take on their top two. And then the teams in Vegas will play against one another. Uh, the top four in Vegas will play against one another. And then so that will basically be the wild card weekend, if you will. And then from there, the uh, uh, the, the the teams, the winning teams from the games down in L.A. will then travel up to Vegas to play in our semifinal and then travel back to Vegas again to play in the final if, you know, if they should win. So where's the championship game being played? The actual championship game or the yes. uh, or the, no, the regional championship, championship game? Uh, 95% sure we're at Anderson Automotive Arena in Bullhead. Nice. Love that facility. That is awesome. Yes. I think the only way that that happened is if we end up or at Gorman or at Sam Boyd or someplace like that that has everything that we need to, to house us and have, you know, alcohol and things that things of that nature available i don't think gorman i don't know if gorman allows alcohol or not but uh so that's the only other way we'd we'd end up somewhere outside of that allegiant or sam boyd i think sam boyd is decommissioned bro i think so too too bad we couldn't use cashman uh yeah but cashman so that time of year. No, we could be a cashman. Uh, we can't be at Las Vegas ballpark though, because they're in the middle of their season. But well, so I think it's gonna be 95% sure with Anderson Automotive. Like everything is pushing towards that. We're having we're in meetings with them on a weekly basis. We're having weekly meetings ourselves to to talk about it and building the building the platform. So uh, the, one of, the reason I asked you guys about the East Coast, I was just curious if you had any input on uh, the teams out there and, and what you think and who's looking like they've got a shot to compete or if you're following what's happening and all the changes back East or even care at this point. 
I don't care. I don't care. All right, good enough. Uh, yeah. I, I ain't gonna well, lie, I kind of like it. I personally don't because I am, uh, you know, every fan of A7FL on a national level that we have, the better off we are. But uh, I understand the reasoning behind it. I mean, look, I'm sure, you know, in this day and age with everything that's been on podcasts and everything else, I'm sure that there's been. We've all heard some of the disrespect that's been thrown our way. I know that it's gotten better over the last six months, but at the same time, you know, I think that teams are starting to stand up and say, look, we are ready to play in this game. We are ready and we're ready to take on whoever we need to. Um, and I love that, but I've never seen a Vegas team uh, shy away from competition whether it was when Bill Williams put on his uh, fly football league, I mean, his uh, championships here, um, or when they've, when I've seen Vegas teams travel to uh, play in flag, never seen anybody back down from another team. Um, I've seen them bring it. So I'm not surprised. Not surprised. Well, gentlemen, I guess the only thing that's left to do is find out uh, what your thoughts are for this upcoming season and this and this week. Do you guys have predictions for for the games that are coming on this Sunday? I think the horse is going to blow out the pit bosses. Yeah. All right, you guys are in agreement on that one. What about the uh, hunters and the gold? Uh, gold. Ooh, I might lean more towards the hunters on that one. We have contention. Contention. <laughs> I just, uh, I, I played them both, and uh, why the hunters have like they don't have a quarterback. Like you know, whoever the left-handed guy goes, like Edward, so he can't do much. Did you, you know, say thought... those like Edward Scissorhands? <laughs> and i i personally thought their hunters quarterback actually did a decent job i it was a didn't miss a ton of the kuno action obviously wasn't as fast and as balanced as him but it you know looked halfway decent uh, all right and then what about uh kryptonite versus ott uh i mean krypton if Kryptonite has their team, uh, I would say Kryptonite, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know who they have or what they're missing. Yeah, what's interesting is with the, with, the, with the ten that showed up, I think they're evenly matched. If they uh, are, are have thirteen or fourteen, I think they've got the advantage. If they're down to eight, it could get scary for them. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna say Kryptonite as they have Cheetah. So I mean. That alone will get them three touchdowns on kickoff return. Right. True. Well, it could that be all, a return, true. A return contest, then. It's going to be. It's going to be yep. <laughs> a bunch of 100 yard sprints. Because <laughs> you got you, you can, nothing but wind sprints on Sunday for them. Because yeah, it's going to be yeah. going one way, going to be going the other way, going to be going back. It's, man, we can, that, that might be the longest game of the day. I, hope, I was gonna say, I, when I does that game end? If all it ever does is go, 
throw off return after throw off return. Yeah, it could get it could get ugly. For our sake, it would be amazing for like the first five or six, and then after that, we'd probably go, okay, what do we do now? Twenty and just go with it. Like. Right. No, no team, no, no time has came off the clock yet because you know those are uh, untimed downs. So it'd be a very, very uh, fun thing to watch for a little while, and then after about the sixth or seventh return, yeah, it's time to uh, do something else. Yeah, by the sixth return for touchdown in the first quarter, the game just now starts the game clock. Yes. Yeah. I can guarantee you the referees <laughs> will be like, really? <laughs> right. All right. So last exercise before I let, before we let you guys go. So now that we did picked all those games, obviously we're not going to pick you, have you pick your game because you're going to say you're going to win. So what I want to do is handicap each of these games. Uh, and with the caveat, A7 FL coaches and players are not allowed to gamble on A7 FL games. So, Chris, number one, we can't have our bet this week. You have to no. do you have to do, a, you have to do a thousand push-ups instead of giving me a thousand dollars. Okay, you're picking push-ups. Okay. <laughs> All, right, All right, so game one, uh, gold versus who was it? Gold. I'm just going on top of my head. Hunters? Gold versus hunters, right? Yeah. Yep. So the the two coaches said picked both sides. Uh, so we'll, we'll say that that's somewhat evenly matched with the hunters having the better score in the jamboree. I, I would put maybe hunters minus two. How do you guys feel about that? Who was that, James? Uh, that's a pick on the main. That's a pick em. All right. Me, though. What do you say, Chris? Um, I'll take Hunters plus two. Well, actually, minus two. My bad. You said Hunters. All right. So you think it's so going to be bigger than that? All right. Yeah. Casey, do you feel that that line's good, or would you would you bet a side? And I think that line is good. I can see it coming down to that because that's just a two-point conversion. So I think that's probably about right for those two teams. They're pretty evenly matched, I think. What about UMG? I think it's the same thing. I think it's a I think it's a pick 'em for the most part. Um, but two doesn't sound bad. All right. I mean, the quarterback for the gold. If he, if he, if he, if he gets loose, it can go either way. All right. So we'll, we'll leave that line there. Hunters minus two, and then uh, force versus pit bosses. Chris had pit bosses minus fourteen. Set that line up a little while ago. <laughs> Chris, I'll I'll let you set the line today. What do you think? What do you think the line should be today? Uh, pit bosses minus fourteen. That was your original line back uh, in like week five, week six. Hmm. <sighs> I might have to up it now because I don't know what what pit bosses are bringing. Huh? No, 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 no. Just wait, wait. Might have to be a. Uh... I don't know, man. I again, I don't know what they're going to bring, so I don't know what to expect. It's it's kind of hard to settle set a uh, line when you don't know 
what one team is bringing. Um, Four, thirty. Only, only thing I can say is let's <laughs> let's let's put let's set it at twenty one. You're saying force minus twenty one. Force minus twenty one. Okay, so it was a thirty five point swing from from your from your prediction in the in the fall. Casey, how do you feel about that? I mean, with not knowing what the what the pit bosses are bringing, I feel like that. Hang on, hang on. Before I, let me before you answer before you answer, Casey, how do you feel about that being while being called their unofficial mascot? Go. Oh, <laughs> uh, with not knowing, <laughs> thank you for that. Yes, I will take that with pleasure. Their unofficial mascot. I could see that being accurate with not knowing what the pit bosses are bringing. Um, I mean, I've even had talks with Bartley, and he's not real sure of what he's got right now. Um, and that was part of the reason, by my understanding, that they weren't a part of the Jamboree either. So it'll be interesting to see what he shows up with. And right. that determine the line. I think as I heard James say the line should be 30. Was, was that is that what you were saying in the background, James? No comment. All right. I'll we're going to leave it at we're going to leave it. I'll take the force minus whatever points you put. <laughs> okay, man. Wow. <laughs> All right. All right. So we'll, we'll leave it at we'll leave it at minus twenty one. That, that 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 sounds fair. I don't think there's any objections to that. And then uh, kryptonite and OTT. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that one. Uh, OTT minus four. Hmm. I'll take uh, Kryptonite plus four. All right. And I'm only doing that because I don't think Kryptonite's going to be full strength until about week two or three. And then, uh, so Chris, Casey, you guys have any input on that and think the line should be different? Or you guys think Kryptonite should be favored based on what you saw? I would say Kryptonite by six. Kryptonite favored by six? Yeah. All right, and I had OTT minus four. What about you, Casey? What do you think? I think well, I, I think OTT by four is good. All right. Mm-hmm. And then last and certainly not least, uh, Sick Widget versus the Insomniacs. It is a pick em for me, not knowing what uh, uh, Sick Widget is bringing to the table. But to set the line, I'm going to say Insomniacs minus one because they've got – actually, I should – what I meant to say was what it should have been uh, was Insomniacs minus six because they have all of the MVPs from the spring on their team already. So that's where if I w- didn't have Mark on the phone and didn't want to hear his, his his venom spit at me later, <laughs> I would say Insomniacs minus six. Uh, but with, with Mark on the phone, it's a pick em. <laughs> <laughs> You say it with your chest. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say it from the back, and then I'm going to walk out and say, who said that shit? <laughs> I'm, I'm taking Insomniac. You don't say. Insomniacs by 14. Ooh. And if you think I'm being serious, I got some... Uh, okay. Some swamp land to sell to you. <laughs> okay. In the middle of Vegas. Dirt cheap. All right. All right, guys. Well, unless there's anything else you wanted to get off your chest this afternoon, I'm going to ask for parting shots and uh, say, let's get back to our families and get this podcast released so the fans can hear us. Happy birthday to Mark from yesterday. 
Well, happy birthday, MG. Happy birthday, Mark. Hey, I appreciate it. It's not every day you so turn 29, brother. Yeah, no, nah, not. <laughs> <laughs> I turned 15 in reality. Let's just say that. Uh, <laughs> oh, damn. My wife will tell you she got three kids and I'm one of them. But <laughs> how old did you really turn? Reverse the numbers. You turned 15. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So you, you and Chris are the same age, huh? Well, yep. for a little while. I'm a year older. <laughs> Hate to admit that. But... Wow. Year well, old. Congratulations, yeah. brother. Happy birthday. Yeah, happy hey, birthday. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right. Now, now we just want to see you on that roster, man. We want to see another 50-year-old out there playing. <laughs> Anything can happen. Right. Hey, weirder things have happened, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, parting shots, I just want to say uh, 11 a.m., March 26th, Bonanza High School. Uh, you will get to see 10 and a half hours of A7FL hard-hitting, action-packed, fast-paced football with eight teams taking on each other in week one to s- kick things off. Uh, the quest for supremacy, the quest for 25000 the quest for trophies, the rings, it starts this Sunday, 11 a.m. Bonanza High School. You can find this at a7fl.tv, and uh, the 7 o'clock game will be uh, – on air on Fox Channel 5.2 and Cox Channel 125. Uh, what do you got, Chris? You know, I was thinking about this for parting shots, and one of the things that I, I will say is we have so many unknowns going into probably one of the biggest seasons um, that I could think of, and I can't wait to uh, to get these games started because I think that we've got some – first week contest that we just don't know what to expect at all. So I'm looking forward to it, man. Can't wait. Can't wait to get it started. All right. Thank you for that. MG. Uh, not much at all. I mean, uh, you know, thanks for welcoming us, you know, with open arms, appreciate everything that you guys are doing behind the scenes, Derek. Uh, I know Kelly's helped out a lot as well. Um, it's always exciting playing against some of my old buddies, um, you know, just doing it from a different format. Um, and then ultimately, you know, um, condition, uh, I should say additional prayers out to, uh, I think it was Tyran, um, that got injured. So, uh, I know he had a successful surgery, so let's just keep him in our thoughts and prayers uh, for that unfortunate incident. Absolutely. Um, and other than that, you know, March 26th, it's time. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you being involved. Thanks for being around. Thanks for being on tonight. How about you, James? I'm sorry. What did what, you say? I missed that any last part. Any, part. any parting shots? Parting wisdom? Parting words? Yeah, let's, uh, let's have a good show out there for the next, you know, several, you know, all the way until June. You know, no injuries. You know, good, clean football. Um, you know, let's have some fun. I know we're going to try and have our, even, even though Derek keeps putting all these rules on us, we're going to try and have as much fun as we can. Uh, <laughs> I'll take responsibility for the rules. <laughs> I know you got someone above you saying it, but I'm just saying, talking my little shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and, and adding Scott to the broadcast team, that was, that was great. Great job. I thought he did really well. Yeah, that was enjoyable. 
Thank you, James. All right, Casey, with that, your parting shot and take us out, man. Yes, I want to thank MG, James. Thank you guys for being on the podcast. Officially for me, welcome to the division. Welcome to the league. I cannot wait to see you guys on the field in full force. No pun intended there. And be able to call your guys' names, call your teams' names on the broadcast. That's what I do. That's what I love to do. I'm so excited for what the season is coming and bringing. Um, The next seven, eight weeks, ten weeks are going to be super exciting. Um, And again, as always, thank you, Derek, for giving me the opportunity to be a part of this. Because without you, it wouldn't be possible. So I definitely want to say thank you for that. And thank you, Derek and Chris, as always, for being my co-hosts and taking the time out of your day to be here with me on this podcast. I think that's going to do it for us, gentlemen. Until next time, we will see you on the other side of the ball. Hey there, it's Matt Ryan. Are you enjoying this A7FL podcast? Well, I'm glad you are because that means you can give us money. That's right. You can buy our merch right now at tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch. That's tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch. Up there right now, we have some thick boy season merchandise. We've got some hus hus shirts. And also, we've got some Corey Hammond related merchandise coming soon. A Corey Hammond, Corey Hammond's t shirt, hoodie, and a whole lot more. You can get all of them right now sent to you nice, comfy, and cozy tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch and also you can find it in the show notes now back to that podcast you like